All right. Take it away, John. Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money in the Trump era, which is about to end. You were off mic. I think I was on mic. We'll see. We're going to be lost without this president. We're going to be fucking lost without this guy. (laughs) Welcome to Election Profit Makers. Your guide to winning and losing money on politics, current events, news items, and other phenomena. My name is David, named after a famous king in the Bible. And I'm joined by my co-host, Starly. Hello, Starly. Hi. And also John. Hey, everyone. John's energy this morning can yeah. only be described as chaotic neutral. <laughs> We're recording this on a Monday, a few moments before noon, in the closing hours of the Trump presidency. John Kimball has been acting out all morning as we set our levels, check our mics, and synchronize our audio tracks. John, how are you feeling this morning? I am energized. I slept well last night. I sleep well these days that I don't have to worry about Trump waking me up at 6 a.m. in the morning on Twitter and keeping me up at 2 till 2 a.m. at night. So, um, yeah, I feel good. Two more days. Two more days. Many things can happen in two days or in 200 years, for that matter, however long it takes to recover from some of the more, uh, shall we say, problematic aspects of this administration. Um, Cancel culture much? It's possible the next two days could feel like 200 years. Are we saying two days or three days? Well, well, let's see. We're recording this on Monday. Let's assume that our most devout listeners will download it and begin hearing it as soon as it is available on Tuesday, which puts them about between 12 and 24 hours from Trump's departure, which I believe is scheduled for 8 a.m. Eastern Time Wednesday. And he's going to go from Washington, D.C., which is where the White House is. He's going to fly from the White House to the Winter White House in Marla. (laughs) I wonder if that will still be the Winter White House. Are they allowed to call it the Winter White House once he's no longer allowed in the White House? I think he'll just call it the White House. Yeah. It'll just be the new White House. Yeah. Right. I like that idea. Do you think he'll keep wearing his hat? That's a good question, David. The MAGA hat? Yeah. The MAGA or the CAG hat, the Keep America Great. He doesn't wear that one, does he? No, that he, they tried to get that going and it just never had the um, semantic satisfaction of MAGA. Mm-hmm. He's good at that, though. He's good at walking away when a name doesn't stick. Yeah, we have to admit. Like he tests his material and then he— He's a lover of language and he's a poet and he will not compromise his I am's. He's better at walking away from a name that doesn't stick than he is from an election that didn't take. Oh, and we have our first zinger (laughs) on our final Trump episode. Mark it on the board, Starly Kine with the kill. That's one zinger for Miss Kine, hailing from Los Angeles. A zinger from the West Coast lands squarely in Trump's ego. It's true, though. It's true. As they say online, show me the lie. I beg of you. No lies detected. (laughs) So my question is, yeah, will he continue to wear the MAGA hat when we see telephoto lens photos of him on a golf course or him at Mar-a-Lago posing with people? I'm going to say yes. Really? Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll say it now means made America great. Oh. oh. <laughs> they would release the new past tense edition of that hat. That would be incredible. <laughs> made America great. Yeah, you're right. That's the only hat he yeah. wears, though, really. That, and he wears big, those big USA hats. He'll continue to wear the USA hat because 
he's a patriot and it's just a terrific hat. Yeah. But I guess I was wondering if the if MAGA MAGA will outlive his political career, which I assume is over. I guess we can talk about that. He could run again, I suppose, and his heirs could run. Ivanka mm-hmm. Trump could primary Marco Rubio down in Florida. That would be delightful. Mm-hmm. Don Jr. could run for something. Head of the DEA. Mm. Senator from Pennsylvania, I think, is what I've heard. On election night, when people were dancing in the streets, not election night, on Biden Day, the Biden Day when it was announced that he got it. Right, that's Saturday. Biden Day. Biden Day. Um, I saw this really young couple, and the girl had on a MAGA hat. I'm worried it's going to become ironic hipster Oh, I see thing. what you mean. So right. they were, they were not MAGA supporters, uh, and she was going to celebrate yeah. Biden Day with a, hat, a MAGA hat on. So yeah. I, it could, I think it's going to both live on with the Trump supporters. Like, that's how you'll know who's about to storm the next uh-huh. monument and possibly amongst The ironic yeah. uh, repurposing of MAGA wear. Yeah. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, haven't we learned so much in the last four years about how irony can actually bleed into the real thing? Ironic transgression in the right circumstances and in the right peer group can suddenly turn into or slowly turn into actual— The real thing. Right. Yeah. Ironic trolling, ironic racism. Ironic storming of uh, government facilities. Yeah. So take care with your hats, I think, is one of the main themes that we want to get across in this episode. Hats are windows into the soul. And so we must take care with the hats we choose to wear. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to get to today. We have markets yet to resolve. We have pardons to discuss. We have missed connections of both humans and electronic devices. But I wanted to start by recommending that people sign up for our Patreon, and I'll tell you why. Not only because we need the food to live and thrive, but also because John has has announced to Starley and myself that the next Patreon episode is about North Carolina movies, including a movie filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina that I had the pleasure of watching last night, which I had never seen. Said film's title is Maximum Overdrive, written and directed by the master of horror, Stephen King. And I want to tell everyone right now, This film is an absolute delight. I was in such a good mood when I was done watching that movie. So even if you don't sign up for our Patreon, which means, of course, that you'll have access to our EPM Movie Club episode about North Carolina movies, please watch Maximum Overdrive, written and directed by Stephen King, who apparently was the mayor of Cocaine City throughout its production. (laughs) And dear beloved listeners, it shows. It shows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness gracious, what a movie. These trucks are nothing but trouble. And it's not just the trucks. It's the soda machines. It's the airplanes. It's the sprinkler systems. They're all just going absolute bananas. Steamrollers. But there'll be a more in-depth discussion on our Patreon, patreon.com slash election profit makers. I just had to get that out there. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Where did you find it? I found it on Amazon. Ah, yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Amazon, but... You know my style, jumping from from 30-day trial to 30-day trial, you know? I'm like Frogger hopping across those turtles before they sink back into the water. Speaking of trials, last week when we were talking about how it was impossible to impeach Trump before Biden took office, we had a correction from a listener. I suppose technically it would be possible, but it just didn't seem likely given the the scheduling and what McConnell wants to do. But I do want to acknowledge that listener for correcting us. What did they correct? What was the correction? 
Yeah. I felt like that listener was correcting us on something that we hadn't totally said yet. Dear election profit makers, a.k.a. you fucking idiots. Yeah. Just when I thought you couldn't sink any lower in my estimation, Mm -hmm. you let loose yet another left-wing talking point completely separated from fact, reality, and all good sense. First of all, the Senate absolutely could hold the impeachment trial before Trump's term is up. They just don't want to. I don't think we said that they couldn't, though. Is this guy putting words in our mouth so he has the satisfaction of correcting us? Yeah, because when I read that, I was like, no shit, Sherlock. Wow, Matt M., put another zing (laughs) on the board, my friend. John Kimball weighing in with a zing from way down South Carolina way. Matt M., you've been zinged. No, I mean, listen, I'm not— putting down our listeners. Our listeners are incredibly smart and correct us on many things that we've gotten wrong before. But but, but this particular point, I wasn't so sure that I didn't already know that. I, I defer to Jonathan Turley on everything, whatever he says. Who is Jonathan Turley? Is that some new friend you made with your new car? Jonathan Turley from George Washington School of Politics or whatever. He's, he's the guy. He defended Trump during the impeachment. Okay. He sucks. Oh, are you making a, is I'm this making a, a is joke? Is this a zing? Wow. Come on, you know who Jonathan Turley is. He's like a constitutional lawyer. Wow. I don't know if we can put that on the board. The zing, mm, I'm going to give you half a zing for that. All right. You get half a zing. I, I agree. The point is, there's still an impeachment that will be hanging over Trump's head as he takes leave of the White House on Wednesday morning. As you all know, he and his wife, Melania, and I, presumably their son, Barron, have decided to skip Biden's inauguration. And they're not going to meet with them and show them all the stuff in the White House. Oh, here's where we keep the linens. And this table is great if you just want to spread out with your documents. This commode, you have to jiggle the handle, <laughs> but blah, 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 blah. They're just, get, they're just, le- they're leaving. Do you think he'll leave uh, a note? This is a good question. This is a good yeah, question. that's a thing that happens. Every, uh, we all know the hollowed tradition that the outgoing president leaves the incoming president a little note in the Oval Office desk. And it's usually like, oh, what a great country this is. I wish you the best of luck. And then some people say no, but then there's another note that says, okay, here's where the aliens are and here's why you can never (laughs) tell anybody. And here are the photographs of what really happened on the grassy knoll. And don't say anything. Have fun. Goodbye. Will Trump leave such a note for Biden? I would say probably not. Not only that, I think he's going to leave it. A disaster. I don't think he's going to have the cleaning service come in. I think he's going to leave everything he owns there because he can just buy more stuff in the new White House. I think he's going to—he's going to have been on, like, a Diet Coke bender for the previous They're three gonna days. They're going to be finding Diet Coke cans Relatable. under every piece of furniture in that <laughs> entire house. Yeah, when they walk, they're just going to hear the sound of crushed cans. It's going to be like, it's going to be like, <laughs> right. It's like walking through the park on an autumn day after the leaves have fallen. <laughs> All the Coke cans crunching underfoot under Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden and their staff. <laughs> and their dogs. And, oh, and they have a dog. That's right. Our first White House rescue dog. Yeah. They have two dogs, Major and Champ. Classic. Here's what I was wondering. What are the odds that... It's kind of like a Home Alone scenario. Baron Trump. Home Alone too. Hides out in the White House. Melania and Donald get down to Mar-a-Lago and Donald's looking around. He's like, where's the boy? Where's that tall, lanky boy? Melania's like, oh, our son Baron. Oh, I th- oh, he must be coming on a different helicopter. And Baron Trump is just like straight up squatting in the White House, living in the attic. Like they just had a news story today about a fellow who lived in O'Hare's in Chicago airport for three months without detection. 
What if Barron Trump did that? Mm. I mean, the Trump administration is not yet over. They are getting ready to what I, I assume there's just going to be an orgy of pardons in the last remaining hours. It sounds like they're selling access. Or they're basically selling pardons. <sighs> Do you believe that story? You think that story's true? They're, they're asking $2 million, $2 million of pardon? Yeah, I would believe it. Why not? Does that sound like our president? Do you think there'll be anyone Trump pardons that actually deserves it? Will he put one name like the woman that Kim Kardashian had him get out of jail? Will there be anyone like that? Or, or will it all just yes. be— Yes, yeah, there'll be one or two people like that. Yeah, what I would do is if I was Trump and I was partying a million billion people because they were paying me money or because I wanted to trigger the libs or whatever, I would throw in a couple actual honest-to-goodness legit pardons— so that it wasn't 100% craven. But why does he care? At this point, it's all out there. He is so comfortable being reprehensible. No one's count. He's got no one good counseling him. No one decent. And so I just don't know why. Is there is there a cap to how many people you can pardon? No. So he could pardon everyone he knows. He could pardon everyone who stormed the Capitol. Do you think he's going to do that? I kind of think he is. Really? Yeah, I think he'll pardon the the people who... Actually, let me think about this. I mean, again, once again, predicted is woefully inadequate when it comes to pardon markets because I went on looking for a Julian Assange pardon market. That's obviously a mm. high-profile pardon that's getting a lot of buzz on Twitter. Right. But there is no the, – the only pardon markets are still Jeffrey Epstein, Rudy Giuliani, and Trump himself. But I was wondering, yeah, what if he just pardons – Everyone who's been arrested by the FBI for participating in the Capitol insurrection. Is he allowed to frame it that way? Yeah. He could say, even without knowing their names, TBA, fill in names later. Just mob. Yeah. Just pardon the mob. I mean, he could take it to the next level and just pardon every citizen of the United States. That would be awesome. That would, like be, that. that would be kind of incredible. We would. <laughs> that would be normal. <laughs> Just like they open the jail doors. That would be incredible. It's a jubilee. Everybody out. Everybody <laughs> out. Yeah. So when is it going to start happening? Uh, Tuesday or Wednesday morning. I probably, it's, it seems like the news reports are, are, are thinking that it's going to be Tuesday evening uh, that the mass pardons happen. And they all seem to be saying that he's not going to pardon himself. Which we... I'm so glad I got out of that market. Oh, are you out now? I'm not. I got out of Will Trump... Oh, wait. God damn it. No, I... Okay, you want to know what I did on that? I was in that market, (sighs) and it's been dropping like crazy, and um, I was losing money, and then I went no on it and wrote it down to about the low 20s and sold. And then I just bought back in... This morning, again. For no or yes? Uh, For yes. That he will self-pardon. Yeah, because it's so cheap right now. I got in for 15 cents. That's a good strategy. I bought yes, thinking even if he doesn't, there was going to be enough buzz that it would would raise in price and then I'd sell. But it didn't. No. That never happened. What is wrong with everyone? It's because we're getting, I mean, it it makes sense now when you think about it. I mean, the closer and closer you get to it, 
people are panicking and the price is going to go down. It's probably going to, right now it's at 19 cents. So I'm up a little bit. I bought it 58 cents yeah. and now it's at 19 cents. Yeah, that's not great. That's what I always forget to do. The making up for my losses by buying the nose. That's that's the lesson. It, it doesn't it doesn't always work out. So I, I'm not, not saying I recommend it always, but it, but it made sense. I just started thinking it's he's not going to pardon until late and people will continue to panic. And it'll continue to go down. And it, it, it may still go down. I may have bought too early. You know, maybe this thing will go down to six cents by tomorrow night. That would be so sad if the Trump self-pardon market goes down at six cents. That would really be the end of an era. That would really, that's how we really know it's over. We don't know if he's going to pardon secretly or not. That's the thing. I mean, it could be that mm. there is no pardon. He's gone. He goes to Russia or the UAE or Mar-a-Lago. Uh, and then six weeks later, we find out, oh, he did. He did do it. Wait, how is that allowed? That he doesn't have to tell us? I, I don't know. It is. Secret pardons? Uh, secret for a, a delayed. Eventually, they show up in a DOJ document. Right. And I think if he does it, that might be the way he does it because it's not popular. Something like seven in 10 Americans think it's a terrible idea. <sighs> What does he do that is popular? I, know. I don't understand <laughs> that when we start talking that way. That like, what he told a bunch of terrorists as they were storming the Capitol that he loved them. I don't know what 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 we mean when we say popular or good decision or a line that he will not cross. He's deranged. Yeah. I don't know. He does like he wants people to like him though. He's ending his presidency with pretty low approval rating. It's very George W. Bush-like. Yeah, it is. Could he have ended it with moderate approval ratings if he had just handled the Capitol, right? Yeah. That's what's so crazy, how, how he did this all to himself. He did every single thing to hurt himself that he could. He was already hurting the country. That was already going to happen. But if, he, if his goal was just to help himself and to— be popular and be loved, and even to win the presidency again, there's things that he could have done that would have incidentally helped the country and helped himself. Right. Same with COVID. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm including COVID in that. Starting with COVID on, he kept making decisions that hurt. It was, it's actually makes, it actually transcends his narcissism. He has to hurt us more than he has to help himself. Because all the stuff that would have helped us would have helped him. Yeah, that's true. So we're in the final hours of the Trump administration, a presidency that has defined so much of our lives over the past four years. So much of this podcast, actually, because we started the first season of this podcast back in the summer of 2016 when John Kimball was making big bucks betting against Trump supporters. I mean, it's been more, it's been longer than four years. Has it? It was March of 2016. That was the first time that I recognized that, I mean, I always recognized that Trump was an idiot, but it was the first time that I recognized that they were truly evil. Uh, It was March of of 2016, I think, when that incident occurred with Michelle Fields, the Breitbart uh, reporter that Corey Lewandowski roughed up in some event and then denied Uh the whole thing and uh, said, no, that never happened. And then Trump came out and said, that never happened. And they were all, and I was just like, oh, these are some really bad people. And that was essentially five years ago. Okay. Uh, So he's been in my head for five years. He's, you know, he's only been president for four. In our first season, I can't remember 
talking about him that much, though. Because we didn't think he was going to win. Mm, we talked about, we must, about him a We fair must amount. have talked about him, but like, he we wasn't— did. After we the talked RNC, about him a lot, I think. Remember the RNC, how dark—I mean, it, it was—it's was, was, been bad. Yes. I mean, of course we talked about him, but now having lived through how consumed we've been by him, I, it's hard for even to remember that time before. We didn't yet know how it felt for him to be— I mean, I've thought about him every day since he won. Every single day. Yeah. No, I've thought about him, yeah. Yeah, I guess I have too. That's pretty intense. Yeah. There's no other president yeah. I've thought about every day in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, let me just say, we may not have thought he was going to win, but I wasn't rooting for Trump. You know, there were some people that were rooting no. for Trump because oh, they God, thought he had a worse chance. I was rooting like crazy for Cruz to win because right. I knew just how bad it was to have a major political party you know, someone this bad in charge of them, even if they were going to lose. And that, and then there was always a chance that if he became the nominee, that he could win. And he did. As somebody, myself, who's addicted to Twitter and on Twitter constantly, he's, he's, he's been in my head for many years. Uh, and, and yeah, he hasn't been for the last week because he's been off Twitter. It's been a really weird week, right? Yeah. The last week felt like the week between, in a normal year, not counting this time when it was all, everything was off anyway. The week between uh, Christmas and New Year's where you still, like, you go back to work for a couple days. You're still in the holiday mindset. You just don't know what to do with that weird dead week. Because after the Capitol, we were watching the news updates every day. He w- it was leading up to the impeachment. And then... It's the last week of his presidency. He's silenced. We can't hear from him. We, it's yeah. like we don't have a president. I mean, he's still out there, and you've got Republicans complaining, you know, oh, you know, he's not on Twitter, so nobody can hear him anymore. I mean, and then other people saying, well, the truth is he can go on Fox News. He can, he's still the president. And, and part of me is like, yeah. And then the other part of me is like, you know what? Those Republicans are kind of right. I mean, the fact that he's not on Twitter People really aren't paying attention. I mean, it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal that you can't hear it's him. Gotta be driving him. It's got to be driving him to distraction. When he goes on Fox and Friends and he's making, you know, he's talking, he's got this video and everything, that type of stuff just doesn't land in your phone, in your lap, in right. your face. It's yeah. just like, buzz, 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 these, <laughs> you know, words right there all the time. And you don't watch you don't watch it when he's on Fox and Friends. No. A lot of people said I couldn't hear his voice again once he won. Like I can't listen to him, I can't watch him, but they see the tweets. Yeah. That's right. Someone retweets it, someone sends it to you. Yeah, it's constant. And it's gone now and it it changed the game, maybe. And it's worse than sending him to prison, which he might still be sent to prison, but it's worse than that. It's worse than him dying, I think. This is the only way we could have gotten to him. This actually is a punishment. Now he knows what it's like to be a ghost. Oh, my God. (laughs) Now he knows what it's like to be a ghost. Wow. You're floating around. You still exist, but nobody can hear you. You have no outlet. I mean, I guess he, you know, I guess a ghost can rattle chains and make a chair tip over or make a moaning sound. But Trump has been disembodied in a way, you know, and it's got to be driving him crazy. And I'm sure the White House over the past, I'm sure the White House ever since the election has literally been one of the most pleasant places in human history. I'm sure that's a terrific environment in the White House, especially once he got banned off Twitter. 
He's like that last ghost. Uh, He's like the ghost in Christmas Carol that can't speak. The ghost of Christmas future. Yeah. You're right. All he can do is point. If he got back on Parlor, which I know nobody watches and maybe doesn't exist, but he, but if he did, then and he and he tweeted or whatever you do on Parlor, parlayed on Parlor, then we would at least see his screenshots on Twitter. So mm-hmm. part of me it's thinks the there, same, there's though. a way it's not the same that he could still no get back on Twitter. This is this is what happens when I watch like Black Mirror. There's this Black Mirror episode where John Hamm gets censored. Like he gets like everything becomes static when he looks around. And I'm always, but anytime I see like something like that, I'm always trying to figure out, but they can do this. Like, is there a way out? Is there a loophole? What's the workaround? What's the workaround? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if it's, you're right. Screenshots are the way. That's the only way he can live on. It's not perfect, but it would definitely, I'd be very sad that he'd be owning me. He'd be owning the libs hard (laughs) if I saw a bunch of screenshots. I think getting banned from Twitter really stinks for Donald Trump because when you think about Donald Trump's career, it is defined by a constant desperate striving to be accepted by mostly New York City elites and welcomed into elite institutions. Sometimes he has bought and bullied his way into those institutions Sometimes he has just bullshitted his way into those institutions, like when he showed up at a charity gala with a fake check or something and sat on the front row and then left as soon as the photos were taken and then they never got any money from him. He has always wanted to be a member of the elite. And although Twitter is – Twitter is weird because it's simultaneously accessible to billions of people who are on it. And believe me, some of those people are real knuckleheads. But it is, in its way, in social media, an elite institution. And they had, for years and years, they felt they had to let Donald Trump sit at the head of the table at that elite institution with his big blue check mark. And he could drive the conversation. And he could force all the other blue check marks, the Twitter elites, to respond to what he was typing in all caps with weird parentheses and exclamation points and kofavi and all that stuff. And at the end of his presidency, one of the most monumental things that happened was he was finally kicked out of the fancy restaurant. He was finally told, you can't, you can't be in here anymore. And now he has his face pressed up against the glass just like he did for all those decades when he was an up-and-coming son of a real estate developer in Queens who wanted nothing more than to go hang out at Studio 54 in Manhattan. And his presidency ends with him getting kicked off Twitter. That's, I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's some nice symmetry there. He's, now he's being denied what everyone has, too. Yeah, right, exactly. It's like if everybody in the world is a member of Skull and Bones. Yeah. Right. Except for you. You're the one person who couldn't get in. No, that's an excellent point, Starly. Yeah. <laughs> everybody in the world can be on Twitter. We're all on Twitter. Yeah. Except for Donald Trump, the one guy who needs it more than anyone. And it's free. You don't have to pick, The one thing you don't have to buy your way into. Right. I mean, it's really heavy. No, and he does. He needs it more than anything. Yeah. He needs it more 
than the money he has. He would rather be in prison with a Twitter account mm-hmm. than roaming free without a Twitter account. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, just incredible. It's truly, it's, I wish Shakespeare was alive to write a play about this situation. I would love to read it. It would say, mm-hmm. hi, hi, young page, a blue check mark approaches. Yes, my liege. The president has been kicked off Twitter. Fie, say thee what this pretty now. Dost thou mean he's imprisoned? Nay, sire, he walks a free man, and yet his voice be silenced by the cancel culture. Cancel culture, high foe. End act one. The acts would be really short in honor of Twitter. This Shakespeare play would have 644 acts. Each one is one minute long. Parentheses, thread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Act 554. Hi, Philo. And then there would be like the fools come in. Cruz and... Holly. Holly and Cruz would be like um, those two fellows. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Rosen... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bumblefuck and dipshit face. That's what they could be called. Josh Hawley. The senator who can wear a Pringles can as a bicycle helmet. <laughs> Enter stage right. <laughs> Fist in air. Protesters, I see you march on our capital now. Proud America, fie ho. Pretty now. Two days later. I didn't tell them to do anything. I was representing my constituents. Can we talk about my portfolio? Yes, let's do. This is the final Trump era update of my portfolio. Kid Midas, the original wave rider. Good (sighs) gracious. I might have to change my nickname during the Biden administration. John and Starley, give me your professional analysis of these positions and, and where I am. Balance of power after the 2020 election. This was that market that I said was quote unquote free money. Mm. Well, my losses now total $126. Is it truly Mm. the case, John, that Warnock and Ossoff will not be sworn in by Wednesday and I'm going to lose this damn money? Yeah, it's not looking great, but this is still a market that's up in the air. But it has moved a little bit today. Uh, Looks like the D House and the R Senate is up about uh, nine points today. Well, that doesn't help me because I'm in D House, D Senate. People c- continue to think that they're going to be delayed in being uh, Damn seated. It. Sorry about that. Should I? I don't want to. Uh, I'm just going to eat it, and I'm just going to eat losses all the way down to. The, speaking of Shakespeare, all the way down to the bottom of the ocean, full fathom five. My portfolio lies. Next position. Next contract. Next market. Will Trump. Good God, this was a classic. I'm in this one, too. Oh, Starly, what hath we wrought? What is this one? Will Donald Trump complete his first term? My all-time favorite market. And prithee now, it paineth me to say, I'm going to lose, oh boy, I'm going to lose... I'm going to lose everything I had in this market, Johnny. But you know what? These, these, all these markets were up for a while. My mistake was there was a time when all of this was green for me. I even had, at some point, I had will the Senate convict in the first term, which wasn't going to happen. But I was up $100 in that, you know, because of how Predict It works. And mm. so I feel like my mistake was just not selling 
before reality, before anything played out. And there was a time when this market was so saturated that we couldn't even buy into this. That's right. We were locked out. Because it did seem possible that first weekend before the impeachment happened um, that he was just going to move to the new White House that the, right right there and then. Right. It seemed on the table. It did. Yep, it did. You're right. I, I sold at a good time, and then I bought 100 shares, and I'm back in, and I don't know what I'm— I think I just got back in for nostalgic reasons. What's it trading at? Uh, he's It's at um, 97 cents, yes, and I'm holding no. You got back in because, just like Trump, once you were locked out, you wanted back in. You couldn't handle being Starly, locked out. Starly, that's a perfect analogy. This is one of the most elite markets on, on Predict It. Yeah. And I couldn't stand being away from it, and I was fiending for it. And I was sure, oh, there's a week left in his in his term. Of course he's not going to finish it. Anything can happen in a week. Now I'm sitting here at night when I hit refresh on this portfolio, and I'm like, well, there's 48 hours left. He could hit his head. Like, anything could happen. He's not going to complete his first term. What if he just quits the night before because he forgets what day it is, you know, and he quits a day early? Then maybe I'll get my money. But I think I'm going to lose everything on this market as well. Oh. That's a promising, the craziest thing we've ever seen happen in our lifetimes happen and having another week to go. Right. Well, yeah. After the Capitol yeah. insurrection, you were just like, well, they have to top this. The laws of dramatic narrative say it has to be no. topped. I would just want to say that I came out and said after the Capitol, and I said I may be wrong, and I still could be wrong, but I did say after that, this is the peak. We're going to have craziness between now and when he gets out, but we're not going to see anything crazier than that. And I, I still could be wrong. I still could be wrong. Because that was crazy. At some point, at some point, you have to reach peak craziness, <laughs> right? I wasn't really yes. going out on a limb saying, this is going to be the craziest thing we've ever seen. It's just that it happened a little early. It just happened a little early. And so... Okay, that was crazy, but he also was is still a crazy yes. man. So anything that revolved around him seemed possible. But I forgot, once he did his hostage crisis video, where he did the saying, like, he took it all back, I forgot that when, it's just like in that second, in that last debate with Biden, when he really feels like he's going to lose something, he suddenly, like, normalizes for half a second. I mean, yeah, right. not that that seemed normal. But it just seemed... I thought there was going to be more tantrum. I thought we were going to get David's naked rave on the roof, frankly. I think the, mm. the being off Twitter makes him less crazy, actually. I know he may be crazy or, or less uh, actively crazy. He may be crazy in his mind and stewing around the White House, but I think Twitter made him insane. It was a bad because drug he, for him. he would read all bad, the crazy tweets drug. at him. It, it would just rile him up. Retweeting butt face 420. We love you, Mr. Yeah. Trump. Thank you. Here's a great idea. And he'd be like, oh, that's a great idea. I mean, he's not seeing that stuff. Right. Do you think he's having people in the White House just use go on their Twitter account and search for his name? Is that what he's doing these past few days? I think a lot of people in the White House are probably just actively avoiding him or not showing up for work anymore. But whoever he has around, he's a, he has to have someone around But he him. could be doing that. He could still be on Twitter. Twitter is not saying that you can't tweet because they can't, they don't know where he is. They don't know if he has a VPN, expressvpn.com. So he could get on there. He just can't tweet as himself. So he could be just be tweeting right now is some, you know, Donald Trump fan, whatever. Wow. But see, this is all the reasons I think we haven't heard from him. Why he hasn't done anything 
outwardly uh, erratic since he's been canceled. I think he's doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Just like n- sleepless nights searching for the word Trump, which is the saddest thing I can imagine of him being like, this mention, this mention, <laughs> is there this, <laughs> are they talking about me? Right. What are they saying? The most powerful person in the world, wondering if he's getting any mentions. You don't search your name sometimes on Twitter? See what they're saying about Starly? Yeah, but it's finite. Oh, it's finite. Okay. Also, there's like other Starlies. There's other Starlies? I don't believe that. Yeah, there, there are. There are. Okay. And, it's a, and it's, a, it's a wide spectrum of who gets named Starly. Next market. And this is another one where the clock is really running out on this one. Really running out on it. We've already discussed a little. Will Trump self-pardon in his first term? I'm going to hold this because maybe we'll find out weeks later. Will it count? It will count if it, if it you know, okay. was signed by a particular time and it gets up on that website. So I'm with you, David, on that one. I, I'm continuing to, the lower it goes, just keep buying more. Really? Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah, I might end up throwing away to $300. I'm not completely maxed out on it. And then my final, my final market... Pete Buttigieg. Will Pete Buttigieg be confirmed to a cabinet position by March 1st? I'm still underwater on this. This Because you voted no, right? This, yeah. John told me it was a good idea. Look, you should hang on to that. If there's going to be a impeachment trial. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping that the impeachment trial would push back all of Biden's cabinet appointments and then I could sell once people came to that realization. But alas, I'm the only trader with the wisdom to see this potential situation. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think you could, there, there may be an opportunity to exit for uh, a, not a total loss. It seems like at some point it might pop up if people get scared that um, things are going to get delayed in the Senate, right? But you're saying it hasn't. I guess what I'm saying is that the Trump administration comes to a close and Kid Midas finds himself more underwater unpredicted than he's ever been. But you know what? I guess I'll take it. I guess that's... It's worth it. It is. What do we think of this? Will the Senate convict Trump in the first 100 days of Biden's presidency market? Oh, I don't know that market. I say no. I just can't believe these Republicans are going to come through. But what about betting on it? Are there going to be waves to ride in that market? There may be some waves to ride, but I can't. I, I, I don't want to live on predicted to ride these waves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get in on the one the, the markets that are like will AOC sign the presidential um run, nomination papers yeah. in 2024. Don Jr. runs in 2022 yeah. Pennsylvania GOP Senate <laughs> primary. Oh, I'm getting excited. I haven't looked at the main the main page with all the actual new mar- Oh. Yeah. Oh. So see it's going to get better. It's going to be fine. Oh, Laura Trump running for the North Carolina Senate seat. Are you kidding me? Are those all about wave writing or, are those th- or is that really people who are like, this is my retirement plan. In 2024, I will, I will be cashing in. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I who's on predicted. Who are these people? <laughs> Your buddies. Are they? Your comment section buddies. I think a lot of these people are kind of over predicted. They're moving to this new poly market, which is all blockchain, Bitcoin, anonymous, unregulated international gambling. I don't know how it works. I'm not over there. It seems risky. Don't go there. Uh, so I don't know. Predict it's not hot right now. I like it. I want it to not be hot. I want to be with the people who are way late to predict it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Betting poorly. Nice, nice folks who don't know how to use it. And then us just trading a couple hundred dollars back and forth to each other. 
That makes me feel more comfortable. Before I was like, were the insurrectionists possibly unpredicted? Are those some of the comments? Are some of the comment section people at the Capitol right now? Guaranteed, yeah. I want to do a quick listener question. I don't know the answer to this. John, you might know. Donald S. wrote in and said, why didn't Pence want to be president? Like, even if it was just for a couple days, why did he refuse to do the 25th Amendment? He could have been president. And he could have gotten lifetime secret security protection once he had been president for a minute. I think he's still going to get all sorts of uh, perks anyhow just for being a vice president. But he would be kicked out of the club immediately if he did that. And he would never he, he could never run for president after that. Why? Because he would have alienated it would have been such a profound betrayal according to the MAGA people. Yeah, which in the MAGA people are the GOP, whether they like it or not. That's that's their party. But aren't they the same people who are giving him low approval Trump low approval ratings right now? I don't think I mean these are the people that wanted to murder Pence. So <laughs> These are the people who were running through the Capitol saying, where's Mike Pence? Hang yeah. Mike Pence. <laughs> but there must be less of those people. I think there's a lot of those people, but there must be less of those people than the other MAGA people who whose approval ratings dropped of him. If In order for the approval ratings to have dropped. Well, his approval ratings right now are at 38%. So I don't know what percentage of the country identifies as Republican these days. Oh, that's his overall. That's yeah. not— with his base. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's 38% overall. So he still has like a 90% approval rating <laughs> with Republicans. Yeah. Oh. It's still bad. <laughs> There's still a lot of people that are down with MAGA. Also, some of the MAGA people might be mad at him for not pardoning the insurrectionists yet. It's not for the reasons that we think they're mad. You'd be mad at a president who, in, who encouraged an insurrection. Who knows? I can't read their minds. I've watched a lot of those videos, though. Did you learn anything from watching that ProPublica thing where they synced up all the timeline of the Capitol invasion? I mean, I learned that the, it went on for hours and hours, and the cops in them were just fighting hand-to-hand combat for like four and a half hours. That sort of blew my mind. I mean, it was violent. They are beating the shit out of these cops. But it wasn't Trump's fault. He didn't incite them. Because they started rioting before he was finished with his speech. So he's totally in the clear. He was actually against this entire thing and hadn't been talking for weeks and weeks and months about it. I mean, the idea that people are like, you know, Trump, he really, it started before he was even done with the speech. Like, do you really think we're that stupid? Well, that's why I like the MAGA people saying, the the insurrectionists saying, wait a minute, you definitely told us to do this. 100% you told us to do this. (laughs) Same with Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. Right. And in all the videos, they're like telling the cops to stand down. We're here because of your president, our president. We're here because of his invitation. They thought they were doing a good thing by saying because of him. Yeah. I mean, the president's words had carries amazing weight. Misconnections has become a delightful feature on this political podcast, Election Profit Makers. This is what we're going to do. We're going to give you an update on one misconnection. Starley will lead you through that. Happy tale. And then next week's episode, what we're going to do is hit you with a misconnection spectacular in celebration of a brighter future, in celebration of a new year, in celebration of turning over a new leaf, eventually leaving your home, shading your eyes against the blinding sun, and trying to make or reestablish human connections. Next week's episode will be a misconnections spectacular. 
Starly, what's the latest with this week's missed connections? We have had our first missed connections date occur. Really? Yes. Between Grace and Kevin 2.0. Grace, you'll remember, was our first respondent to Kevin 1.0, to the original Kevin. And so, and that's what got the whole misconnections ball rolling. So we owe a lot to Grace and the Kevins. What happened on this date? The date happened. Grace and Kevin wrote to me almost simultaneously. Kevin wrote, Thank you so much for putting Grace and I in touch. We talked for an hour and a half, and I had an absolute blast. It was really fun getting to meet Grace. She is super energetic and intelligent and would obviously light up a room. We both decided long distance wouldn't be a good call, but we exchanged numbers and are going to keep in touch. Thank you so much again. This was a great time, and I really want to thank you for making it happen. It helps us 20-somethings feel not so isolated right now. So then Kevin, you know, Kevin wrote that, but I needed to know what Grace thought. I mean, I needed, I wanted to confirm that it was both mutual. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. they really wrote me, like, pretty much at the same time. Um, Grace wrote... The date was great. Seriously, so fun. We truly hit it off and had a very good time. We both decided we weren't really interested in long distance during a pandemic, but we will text and be friends and connect in the future. This honestly recharged my lonely battery, so thank you for matching us. Wow. Election profit makers, misconnection. Yeah. Put it on the board. That's a success. Yeah. And they sent their—and she attached their pictures— and they're so cute. Smiles are so big. Mm. They look really like they did have a really fun um, Zoom together. And I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and it's a good reason why they can't be together forever. Long distance. That's a legit That's a legit reason, yeah. I think we consider that a success, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, didn't, it didn't end up in tears or awkwardness. As of right now, that we're at 100% success rate. That's very, very good. John, we did it. Yep. The Trump administration will soon be in the rearview mirror. I think things are going to get better this year. I think it's still going to be a horrible year, but I think it's going to be better. So far this year, we've had Biden Day, and we've had um, Trump gets a Twitter taken away day. Two, two happy occurrences. Yeah. And Georgia winning. That's the big one. That's nuts. That's nuts that they got two Democratic senators in Georgia. And Trump being impeached. Yeah, I, uh, that's, Matt, the, the impeachment that didn't do anything is, for you? It's much more effective that Trump got his Twitter taken away because the, the gross people are still have still have power. And, and the impeachment didn't actually get him out. But, I mean, he's still got a lot. He's still got many, many, many more things that he's going to be losing in the in the coming year with his cancellation of partnerships in New York and— He's lost the PGA championship, and he's going to be being sued by everybody. Um, he's got $300 million in loans coming due. He's been dropped by all his banks. He's going to have a – I don't know what kind of year we're going to have. I think it's going to be okay, but I know he's going to have a really bad year, and that that makes me feel good. Mm. And he didn't even get to have the good days that we've had. Georgia and Biden Day and Trump losing his Twitter day wasn't a good, weren't good days for Trump. Yeah, the, his good yeah. day was the Capitol. Got to admit. He was happy that day. That was a pretty sweet day for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was nuts. If I was Donald Trump, I would have been beside myself. He can watch those videos for years. He can just sit there and watch those videos of all those Trump flags, you know, jabbing police officers in the eye and stuff. It was his say anything boombox moment. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a, a, a grand serenade yeah. declaring their love for him. So fine, let's give him that. That's fine. He can have it. In the end, it didn't work out so great for him. Yeah, we get more days though. How would you sum up the Trump administration in four words? You get four words to do it. It totally sucked balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Michael Bischloss over here. This is the last time we're going to be feeling... Well, we don't know. I mean, there might be a fucking assassination attempt on inauguration. You know, it's like they're talking about how now they're worried that there's like internal threats to the Biden yeah, administration they're from not the really National worried. Guard I mean, they're just stuff. worried because they're thinking of every potential. If you actually click on that article and read it, it's not as bad as that headline looked. No way. Uh, <laughs> Name one time that's ever happened in human I history know. that you click on the article and it's not as bad as the headline. I'm worried about inauguration. I'm worried about after inauguration. We should continue to be worried and vigilant. But let's take our win- winnings as well. Yeah. I mean, it's just this era is almost over. And right. yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. that's a crazy thing. It's, it's crazy that this is the last time we'll be talking about him the way we have been. As president. Because have we been talking about him very much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to not talk about him, not think about him. Not fear him. It's going to be amazing. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. Send your election prediction questions and missed connections to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. We still have our relationship with Predict It. You can get up to $20 in matching funds if you go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20. Friends, we did it. We reached the end of the Trump administration and we're still here. Live, laugh, love. Make money, have fun. Helicopter Tony sends his regards. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. I am David. I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye, Starly. Bye. Goodbye, John. Bye. Goodbye, Trump. Goodbye, Trump. Go home to mommy. Mommy.